Welcome to the She is Unstoppable podcast. I'm your host, Laura McLean, and I will be interviewing unstoppable women who are doing big things, making a massive impact, and changing the world. I hope you are ready to be inspired and start going after your biggest dreams. I am so excited that I was able to squeeze in a quick conversation with Meredith Jurica during the holiday season. Meredith is the founder and CEO of Makeup Junkie Bags. She is a powerhouse. She has built this business from her kitchen table. Meredith has been on Shark Tank and QVC, and she has been featured in People Magazine, The Forbes Gift Guide, Southern Bride, and Good Morning America. Please welcome my next guest, Miss Meredith Jurica. Meredith, how are you? I'm good. How are you today? I'm good. So I am not sure when I first started following you, but I was also a member of the Boutique Hub when I had my boutique back in like 2015 or 2016. So I'm assuming that that is where I met you on the internet somewhere along the way. Yeah. And I just always loved your story. Thank you. Yeah. And I think one of the reasons that I love your story so much is that you literally built your business from your kitchen table. Yes. So why don't literally, (laughs) literally, and so many of my followers with small business moms, they are building their businesses from, I always say from their kitchen table or their living room floors, like, and that's exactly what you did. And I think that that's an inspiring story and would be great for everyone to hear. So why don't you just share with everybody how you got started? How did you make your very first makeup junkie bag? Okay, so I love makeup. I always have. And I had trouble storing modern day cosmetics, like eyeshadow palettes, brushes, all of that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's not just a compact and a lipstick anymore. So literally went to the local craft store and made the makeup junkie bag, which I now own the patent on. It's a flat packing medial zip bag. So it holds a ton of products while packing flat and has a leak resistance interior. And I just made it for myself thinking, you know, nothing of it. And then people were asking me where I got it. And next thing I know, this little snowball just started and stores were asking me if I wholesaled them, didn't know what wholesale was. (laughs) So I had to learn about that. And it just kind of took off. So slowly progressed into moving into a small office space and then a bigger office and then a bigger office. And then eventually went on Shark Tank. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Just like that. How, so how did that even happen? How long were you doing your, you always call it the bag thing. How long were you doing the bag thing before the Shark Tank thing happened? Uh, My business started uh, in like Christmas, 2016. And then I had applied in 2017 for Shark Tank. And it's like a year long process. And then I filmed it in 2018. And it aired in January of 2019. That's crazy that it was three years, but that was that's a long process. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize how long it takes. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So how was that? Was that exciting? Like, were you full of nerves? Mm -hmm. It was very exciting. It was very nerve wracking. It was like all the things at once because I had filmed it and I had to sign like a gag order that I couldn't tell people that I had gone to film it because they don't want anyone to like leak the season or whatever. And you don't even know, even if you film it, you don't even know if they're going to air you. So it was this whole process. That's awesome. So the deal you, you were offered a deal on the show, but you guys didn't end up doing that. Is that correct? 
correct. So we did not sign the contract by the time it didn't air till like nine months after I filmed it. And there was already, you know, local people I had had employees at that time. And so, which I still have. So I was like, Oh, if I do sign this, I may have to manufacture elsewhere. And I wasn't sure how I felt about that. And there's a lot that goes into those things too. You know, was um, being on Shark Tank a, a big jump for your business? Yes, absolutely. It was huge. I would do it over again in a heartbeat. I had a great experience on the show. And in the few you know months following the show, we sold almost what we sold the entire year before. So it was just a, a blessing. And we got so much exposure, you know? Right. So you were recently on QVC also, correct? Yes, ma'am. Was that also awesome? It was. It really, really was. Um, so, you know, that was kind of months in the making as well. So we had, um, you know, a, a showroom space in Atlanta that was like a shared showroom that we were represented by a company there and they had a QVC buyer come through that really liked the product. So they said, Hey, can we get them some samples? And then we'll present it at the, the QVC buyers meeting and see what they say. They liked it. That was back in March of this year. And I just finally went on the show about a month and a half ago. That tells you how long it takes. Wow. <laughs> you yeah, have that's to crazy. They lab test all of their products for Prop 65 and to make sure all of the claims, whether you say it's washable or whether you say this or that, that they're all true. So it's a very long, tedious process to finally get there. And it's fun once you get up there, though, because they can move a lot of units pretty quickly. That's awesome. Love it. So what would you tell somebody like if they were just getting started like you, if you could save another entrepreneur a lot of time? What would you say to somebody? Um, save them a lot of time. I would say keep overhead as small as you can for as long as you can. You know, after Shark Tank soared, we tripled in size and we rented this huge warehouse factory. And then COVID happened and the recession happened and we had all this space and we couldn't fill it. So now we're in that we had about 18,000 square foot at that time. So now we're in one office manufacturing and shipping and sales. And we're in about 6,800 square feet. And it's like Goldilocks. It's perfect. <laughs> so, but, you know, I sublet out my warehouse and stuff like that. So I think that I would tell somebody that keep overhead small as long as you can. And, you know, you try to plan for the future as a business owner, but you can't predict things like what happened COVID year and stuff to the retail industry. How many stores are you in now? Um, I don't have an exact count. We stopped counting after 5,000 in our oh, system. Wow. So, and some of them buy once a year, some of them buy every single month. They're some of them only buy at market. So it's just the whole gamut, you know, especially this time of year, most of them try to heavy up on product and get in front of their customers. Well, I am in a little town called Farmington, Missouri, and we have makeup <laughs> junkie bags in our town. Yay! <laughs> um, so you've also been featured in a few other publications like USA Today, right? And Southern Bride. Um, yes. I feel like along the way, I've seen a few celebrities. What celebrities have you seen posted that have had your bag? Um, we have a lot of the housewives and bachelorette girls um, like Jenna Cooper, um, Cameron Westcott. Those are reality TV stars. And then uh, Blake Lively posted, a, you know, she didn't say this is a makeup junkie bag. She was eating a hamburger in a car, but her makeup junkie bag was sitting right next to her. So <laughs> we have that. Um, I go to a party in LA every year where I've gotten to be, you know, acquaintance type friends with Tyra Banks. She looks forward to seeing us every year and getting new products from us. Um, I got to help JLo pick out three sets for her, her daughter and her mom. So that's kind of fun. And if they would just promote me for free, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing, huh? 
<laughs> marketing is not that doesn't work that way though. Um, speaking of, you said they're daughters. You have daughters of your own. How old are they? I'm a seven-year-old and a ten-year-old. So, what do they think about the business? Are they do they watch what you do, and are their yeah. wheels turning also, or not so much? They like it. They like to play at the store with material and things like that. And we do like live sales on Facebook and stuff. They get in front of the camera and we're there and pretend like they're us. And (laughs) so um, they have a million makeup junkie bags, obviously. So it's fun. I like it as a mom because in the summers and holidays, I can bring my kids up here when they're out of school and they're in a safe place. They're with me. So it's like, you know, even though I'm a working mom, I have the luxury of getting to have my kids with me whenever I need to. So. Um, yeah, exactly. Like right now, mine got out of school early today. So I was like, you have to go sit in your room and you cannot talk until this is over. <laughs> but it is, it's nice when they're able to to work with you and be with you and see what you're doing. So that's fun. Well, do you have anything else along the way, your story at all that you want to share with anybody that you feel like is an important part that um, would maybe inspire somebody or motivate somebody or just help a struggling entrepreneur? Yeah, um, I think that, you know, over the years, something that I've learned just through through my own lessons, good and bad, because we've had some hard times and we've had some monumentally fantastic times. And so I always tell people, bring your umbrella and your sunscreen, because if you own a business or you want to run your own business or be an entrepreneur, you have to fully expect that both of those days are going to come. There's going to be rainy days and you're going to be like, well, that didn't go as I planned. And there's going to be days where you're just in tears of joy because you're like, I can't believe these awesome things are happening for us. So it truly is a roller coaster. And once you adapt to that new normal and the fact that that is normal, then it's a lot easier to sleep at night and manage everything. <laughs> so right. That is, good... that's yeah. where I've never heard that before. I, I don't know if you, that was your own, but I've never it heard was. that. I like that. It's a, one of my Meredithisms. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So what was your biggest umbrella day? Um, you, was there any let's... like mistakes that you wish you could... I mean, probably a lot, but any major ones Um, that you wish you could take back or? Well, and, you know, I always like to, you know, respect and support other people in the industry, but I do think a lot of our world being digitized where everything's online and marketing and social media, I, you know, paid a lot of money for several contracts for people to do my marketing for me, to do my social media for me, and it yielded very little. And I learned I'm better at just doing that stuff myself. And so now whenever we get courted or approached by any company like that, I'm like, I've had a $30,000 contract. I've had a $5,000 contract. I've had this contract. Nobody was able to do this. And so I feel like it was wasted dollars for me. Um, So I don't know if that, my team is very good at marketing. They're very good at social media stuff. So I don't know if that's why some of the people that we hired even had less knowledge than my team did in-house. And so that was something I wish I didn't spend that money on. Um, And then not, not that it was anything anybody did, but COVID was not a rainy day. It was a rainy year. We made zero profit that year. We had a big facility, lots of people to feed. And I was just thankful that we made overhead. I was thankful that we paid payroll and, you know, all of our bills at the office, because when all these retail stores had to shut down, they canceled orders, you know? So that was a tough time. And now, even though the economy is being a little coy with everybody (laughs) over the last year, it's not near as scary as that feeling was that year where I was like, oh my gosh, you know, what are we going to do? Right. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Back to what you said about marketing. I just want to say that you, you guys are really good at your marketing and it, 
and maybe it's because your team has more knowledge or maybe because you guys are passionate about it. I think your personalities shine through. Your live videos are catchy and they're fun. And you guys bring, you can see the passion through through your eyes. And I think that carries through for sure. So I think Thank that you. could be why, um, why you guys should keep doing that yourself. Well, we just had a sales meeting uh, today about that and about how we need to harness the power of live TikToks and what are we not doing. So I think that my team is good at identifying, you know, those needs and trying to make something happen. <laughs> right. What's your biggest sunscreen day? Um, Shark Tank. Shark Tank. <laughs> Shark Tank. In the, in the, like the big, like dream world, Shark Tank was my biggest. And in just the regular world, um, there's this big Christmas show here in Houston that we, like that they do every year. It's called the Nutcracker Market, but we don't do a lot of retail shows because we mostly wholesale. And so we had been waitlisted for the show for over three years. And it's like, nobody would give up their spot at the show and it's limited vendors. So we never got in. And no matter how we tried to, you know, who do we got to bake? make muffins for to get into the show and so being mainly a wholesaler you know we're used to that wholesale margin well finally they called us like six weeks before and they said hey we have a spot available do you guys want it it's a big shiny corner booth too we were like yeah and it was like record sales like it we were blown away and that just happened this year at the end of kind of a slow summer with our economy so it was like these awesome things keep happening and it's so you know that was a big win for us this fall this more recently. That's awesome. So what would you say, we talked about, you know, the umbrella days and the sunscreen days, how do you find balance in all of it? Do you have any tips? I think that's one of the biggest struggles that I hear from like my audience. Um, I think that, you know, I used to be a lot better at it. And then, you know, managing the last couple of years and having to adapt quickly to stuff and figure out how to you know, revamp things to suit what the world was doing. I think that I kind of lost being good at it. And now I'm getting good at it again. <laughs> like, for example, um, if I go, you know, get a pedicure or something, I'm usually sitting there working the entire time, emails, stores, marketing, answering customer texts on my work phone. And so now, like, I made a commitment to myself starting January one, no, when I go do something like that, I can put my phone down for an hour and it's going to be fine. That's my time to zone out, read my book, do whatever. And then my time with my kids is very precious to me. So it's like, I don't work in the evenings. I don't work on weekends unless I have to. So if I don't have my kids, then I'll do Facebook lives for stores. I'm like, sign me up, Huckleberry. I'm your Huckleberry. <laughs> but, nope. So I really try to dedicate my time with them to us so that, you know, we have our time together. So I have gotten worse at that this year than I used to be. So my January 1st commitment to myself is to make sure and carve that time out and not let work interfere so much. But in our defense, the retail, the fourth quarter is our heavy up for retail. So things would be a lot slower after January 1st too. Right. And it is, it's easy to like, once you get in that groove or that routine, I mean, that's nice, but it's easy to fall back out of that too. So, and then hard to get back to it again. So balance mm -hmm. is a tough thing, but I think that's yeah. great. I recently tried to make a commitment to myself. I love to like go on hikes, but when I'm hiking, I find myself always checking my phone and checking work. So I made a commitment mm -hmm. to myself to stop doing that. So I can totally relate to that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, we all need that, that. And then whenever I do like cut it off, I'm like, this feels so good. Why do I not always do this? <laughs> it does. It feels so good to put down your phone for just a little bit and unplug. So I'll end with just a couple questions. What are your favorite, what's your favorite business 
book or personal development book or podcast? Mm -hmm. Okay. Personal develop. Um, the great game of business is a good book. Um, let's see. I forget who writes that. I don't think I've read that one. Let me look up the author for you because my brain is like on overflow right now by Jack Stack and Bo Burlingham, the great game of business. And it's called the only sensible way to run a company. Oh, so great. I'm going to have to read that, that one. That had a lot of talking points about just, you know, employees being such a huge part of what your company does. Cause like as a, as a sole business owner, it's easy for me to be like, let me worry about the finances. Let me worry about this. Let me worry about that. But when I include my staff in it and say, okay, here's our profit yield for this month, or here's how this month looks, or we had taxes due this quarter, you know, stuff like that. I, it makes me feel better because I'm not just carrying all that burden myself. And then they understand more of the inner workings of the administrative side of what we're dealing with. So it just really focuses on, you know, spreading that burden out a little bit amongst everybody in your company and also, you know, rewarding when you need to. And I don't know, it's just, it's got a good bird's eye view of a lot of good talking points for people in business. Awesome. I'm going to have to add that to my list for sure. What about, do you have a go-to podcast? No, I don't. And, you know, I'm on a ton of podcasts. Like I think this is probably my 50th podcast, but I don't have some that I listen to regularly and I need to. I'm more of a I, I don't have time to watch TV or, you know, listen to stuff as often as I would like to. And that's more of that January 1st carving out time for self-care. <laughs> so, I have, I've heard you on several. I've heard you on um, the boutique chat and I, I don't remember the other one, but I have heard you on several. I'm like, hopefully um, if we do better, um, I'll do better about that. Then hopefully if I talk on your podcast again next year, I can be like, I have been relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope so too. Well, so, I would yeah. love to have you back next year. So I know you have a million things going on right now for the holiday season. So I will let you get back to it. But I really appreciate you being on today. I appreciate it, Laura, so much. Oh, and, you know, I Sorry, one more time before I before we get off of here, make sure can you let everybody know the best ways to follow you. So I have a business page uh, at Makeup Junkie Bags on Instagram and Facebook. And then I have a personal page that I share stuff on. I'll put like sneak peeks of new products we're making. It's like MJ's behind the scenes. It's stuff of my kids, my family, just my life, you know. So that's at MJ Makes Bags on Instagram. And so those are the two main ways. And we have all of our full product line at www.makeupjunkiebags.com. Awesome. I will share all of that in the show notes. But thank you. And thank you again so much for being on here. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the She is Unstoppable podcast. If you loved this episode, please leave us a review. My two boys are tracking downloads and reviews with a sticker chart, so your support will definitely bring a lot of joy to my home. For more information and resources, be sure to visit our website at www.lauramcleanandco.com. That's where you find everything for She is Unstoppable and Small Business Moms. We also have a personal development and business book club, a membership, and a t-shirt club. And I would love for you to join if you are interested in growing with an amazing group of like-minded women. Until next time, don't forget, you are unstoppable.